Okay, so welcome to another episode of uh, Composure in the Box. Uh, today we're focusing on the UFC, um, as promised from our first podcast uh, with these two gentlemen that are joining me today, that we're going to try and make this, um, have a pre-show and a post-show uh, as well. So this is the UFC 249 pre-show uh, on Composure in the Box. Thank you for joining us. Uh, once again, I'm... I have the distinct pleasure of having Tunga and Temba joining me. Uh, thank you, gents. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Thank, thank you, Sports Hype, for having me. All right. I want to ask about social media because you dudes do not do that. So, yeah, let's just get down into it. Um, UFC 249, gents, is it really happening? Is it really going to happen? Do either of you have a dream where something happens and come Sunday morning we have a black screen in front of us? Or Timber, I'll allow you to always take the first hit. Okay, yeah, no, I think it's happening. I mean, um, the, uh, in our last uh, discussion, we were saying, we did say that Florida looks like the most likely place for it to happen, but they need to get uh, the Athletic Commission on board, etc. And the governor's on board, the Athletic Commission's on board, everybody's on board. So I think it's happening. I, I agree with you, Timber. Uh, Tunga? Gents? Yep, I'm here. Yeah, you can you can, you can go. I, I think we've lost Tunga. I think so too. He probably will join us. Um, yeah, but I think I think I agree with you, Temba. I I really do. I think this this is uh, this is really going to happen. Uh, by hook or crook, we're gonna get it across the line. Not yeah. only are all the relevant bodies um there, but I also think that it's a fight card that everyone is present. Uh, bar something miraculous happening. Um, I don't see any one of the fights uh, not being uh, Hello, guys. Not being broadcasted. Yes, Tunga, you back? Yeah, uh, I, I never left. Oh, we couldn't so hear you. What happened? You couldn't hear me. <laughs> no, uh, at all. Ah, uh, okay, all right, all right. I was saying the fight, the, the 249 card, 249 will be, it's going to happen. But I'm just... Um, the, the build-up to the card where you've got Bob Adam or Bob Aram, I'm not too sure which is which, who then who came out saying Dana White is being a cowboy and right now is not the time for being a cowboy. And we have Oscar De La Hoya, a known critic of Dana White coming out and actually saying Dana White has put is fighting for MMA in such a way that is, what do you call it, at this time, very exceptional. So, I think two four nine will be will be a, is a big bet and a big risk, and it will pay off if nothing happens. No fighter gets corona or anything of that nature. If 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 the card is a success, Dana White will be hailed a hero. Yeah, that's I true. Think, and um, I think uh, uh, Dana's response to Bob Arum uh, mm-hmm. say that you know he's just jealous because he can't. <laughs> could be the one uh, putting an event on now 
because the whole world will be watching. You know, there's no football, there's no American, yeah. there's no tennis, Formula One, there's nothing. Everybody will, any every sports fan will be tuning into this. So it's going to be one of the greatest events ever. And um, <laughs> Dana thinks Bob's just jealous, <laughs> which is probably yeah. Well, well, Timber, you're putting it mildly because I think he called him a, f- yeah. a fucking bankrupt jackal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> well, uh, I would like to believe that sports hype is is intended for all ages, so we have to PG this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Ah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. But you guys have kind of touched on on my second question for you, Jens. Okay, we both we all agree it's going to happen. We pray to the MMA gods that they let it happen. Um, if it does happen, it's going to be a monumental event for not only the UFC but MMA as a whole. Because I think there's a lot of spe- a lot of new fans and a lot of casual fans that are really probably going to buy in as much as we have uh, on this panel. But where does Dana White rank as a promoter after UFC 249? Temper. Timber, you go first. After two forty nine, <laughs> or, or we'll, we'll pretend that it goes, it goes, uh, it happens without any problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, sure, I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to imagine the numbers that it's going to pull. You know, in terms of pay per view numbers and things, it's, it's going to be unprecedented with no competition, with the whole world, even non MMA fans, just wanting to see if this can actually happen. Um, definitely right up there. I, I'm not, I can't think of many other promoters who've done anything like this in particular. Um, but of course, there haven't been any situations like this in, in the past. So maybe top three. Uh, it will depend how it goes, but definitely maybe top three. Of all time. For his assistance, his, his resilience. And I'll tell you what, he said uh, Fight Island sh- should be happening in June. If Fight Island happens, then he can be number one. I'll put him right okay, up top, there. That's, okay, top three, that's top three in your book, Junga? Well, I, I think we, we just have to admit one thing. UFC is a monopoly. UFC owns the market share, the lion's share of the MMA industry. So I'm, I'm actually trying to think, Apart from Bellator, I don't know. Uh, so let's go. What's his name? Uh, Cocker. Um, what's his name? What's the name of uh, the Bellator promoter? Steve Cocker, yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the only two promoters I know. <laughs> those are the only two promoters I know. And Dana White has been has been with the UFC from the very beginning. The guy is passionate. He he makes fights that people want to see. And is willing to actually put big bets on, like you know the whole Conor McGregor versus uh, Floyd mm-hmm. Mayweather. Here's a guy who's willing to to fan uh, fight. Sometimes he's a very stubborn promoter. That's to say, when you were saying there'll be no women's MMA in, there'll be no women in the UFC. But then when he sees the money, when he sees the the fans' reaction and the fans' eagerness for such a product. He pushes it. He pushes it, and he's a hustler. So, I'll say Dana White is the is in terms of MMA promotion, he's the best. But if we if we if we venture out of MMA and look at boxing, which is a cousin to MMA, uh, a young cousin or young brother or step a stepson, step little <laughs> brother, whichever way we take it, I I would say 
the legendary and almost fictitious. Well, what's this guy uh, for who manages Floyd Money Mayweather? Uh, the guy who whose name shall not be spoken of. So willy nilly. What's his name? What's his name? Um, oh, flip. Uh, please, guys, help me there. I'm forgetting um, his name, but Leonard he's the guy. Hello. No, no, no. Not Leonard. No, 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 no. Uh, the the guy who manages PB, uh, what do you call it, Premier Boxing, Floyd Money Mayweather. Yeah, it's, it's, it's isn't it isn't it's it just... Leonard uh, Ellaby? If if Sherman, but it, it has to be a, it's a Sherman. Nah. Sherman. Yeah, I know Leonard because he's the one who's always there next to Floyd, always uh, uh, promoting, hyping him up and and the fights, and and he's there. Uh, for example, when Floyd fought uh, McGregor. Mm-hmm. It was Dana and Leonard. That were the two guys yeah, always yeah. Uh, promoted. Okay, yeah, I, I know. I know though the guy you're talking about. Yes, that one we do yeah. not deny. We do not deny. There's someone else. He's, he's actually he's called the Godfather of boxing. Uh, flip, flip, flip. My Google is really betraying me. The only person me right I now. think you'd be talking <laughs> about is it Al Heyman? Yeah, exactly, Al Heyman. That guy. That guy. He's the best promoter there is, um, a public figure, right? He's the one pulling the strings behind every fighter, right? And his, his vehicle, PBC. So I, I would say on the most influential and shady guys, he falls in as number one. In terms of out there in public, I'll, I'll put Dana White and I'll put Steve Cocker. And you know, maybe... Who's this one? Oh, the British guy. The British guy who, who Ed, represents Eddie Hearn. Uh, Eddie Hearn. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Interesting answer with uh, taking us through family dynamics of little baby cousin, <laughs> stepsisters, <laughs> fathers, mother, and, and everything. Um, but, but, but for me, I think Dana White is up there. Um, I think he's, mm-hmm. um, he's taken a whole sport. Um, if, if any of our casual friends are listening here, if they go on YouTube, I think UFC's got a, you know, they, they've got an interesting story about the thing. I think they call them the two brothers and Dana, or is it the three men? Mm, exactly. It's quite, quite, the, the yeah, three men. Quite an interesting, oh. um, short documentary. I think, I feel like they could have really made it like a three part series or three hour long, but, in what you see there, you see a man with a dream, a man with passion who has pushed the sports to, to what it was. I don't, I don't remember whose fight was postponed. Was it Canelo's fight that was put on hold so that Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal could actually finish their fight? So a whole title match, I, I might be getting the boxing fight wrong, but I know it was uh, the BMF fight was happening and a whole title match had to wait People were sitting in Las Vegas in an arena waiting for a boxing match to start. And they were told, let's wait for the UFC match to, to finish. For me, that was the crowning moment uh, for the UFC. And this one um, that we're going into this weekend is, is, is yet another step. So I would say probably not greatest of all time, but he's slowly making his way there. I think if he makes two more Conor McGregor's, then he's probably... Because I think promoting is not only about giving us the best fights, but also building these figures and i think that's why you are picking on al Heyman as well to say he built mayweather to an extent or even me and uh myself and tempo are saying uh leonard as well that they built what we know of mayweather so promoting is not only about putting fights but actually making these fights uh these fighters richer uh than they came in before you met them i think that, that, that's critical as well do you wanted to say something yeah okay. 
uh, I, I just want to throw in this name because we either you love him or hate him, Don King. The King. Don King. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the guy who bankrupted Mike Tyson. Uh, you know, some <laughs> guys you just, you just, you just have to love them. <laughs> Right, exactly. He's one of the greatest promoters is, of all he time. Yeah. He is, even though he took the money that he made, Mike. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, he he, he made jungle. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Rumble in the jungle. Mm-hmm. He he made that. Mm-hmm. He made that. And Thrill in Manila. Uh, Thrill in Manila. Who who sits down with a dictator called Mobuto Sisseko? Comes out with the money, and apparently, you know, there's actually a rumor that uh, I think it was Muhammad Ali or maybe Foreman who had a cut. Like if it had been in any other commission or whatever conditions they had, they wouldn't have allowed the fight. But because there they are deep in the Congo, they've eaten this dictator's money. They're like, hey, guys, you're going to fight either way. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not making it home. But, but another thing, yeah. another thing that, that, I, that I found interesting uh, this week from watching a lot of, um, a lot of people's thoughts going into, into UFC 249 was um, uh, it's... A lot of people actually give Justin Gaethje a chance to beat Tony, right? And I can say the same measure of people were giving Tony a shot at beating Khabib. So it's very weird if Khabib is the pinnacle. And if we're saying Tony or many of us thought or some of us thought Tony could beat Khabib, why is it that we have the sort of the equal... Uh, equal number of people thinking that Geishi could beat Tony. Um, you know, what, 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 what do you think about that? I think this maybe comes down to um, styles. And um, whereas, you know, because J- Justin Geishi's style is just to go out there and, and slobber knocker his opponent, you know, try and knock him out, etc. So if he just touches Tony, he could, he could get knocked out easily. Whereas someone like Khabib, he, he mauls, he, he takes you to the ground and grinds. And, and certain fighters are more susceptible to other fighters' styles than others, which I think is true. Hello, guys. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, Timber. Uh, yes. Is is Pilani here? I don't think so. All right, we might as well yeah. take it over. Oh, you, you were saying? Yeah. No, so I was, I was saying, um, I think it just comes down to styles. Um, whereas, you know, you can have three fights A, B, and C. A can beat B, B beats C, and C beats A, just because of... Uh, their different styles and how they match up with each other. Mm-hmm. So where someone might actually think, okay, um, for Khabib, uh, Tony is a, is a easy fight for him or easier fight for him than fighting Gaethje or for Tony, Gaethje um, is an easier fight than if he fought Khabib, etc. No, I hear you. Tunga, what's your thoughts? Uh, um, I think that they're very much the same with tempers. Styles make fights. Styles make fights. So that's to say, in as much as uh Justin Gaethje's approach is style, his, his his fighting style could probably be 
a little bit tricky for Tony because he's a guy that's going to come out there throwing punches. But let's not forget that the El Kuki is also, he's, he's, he's a good puncher. He's a good person on the ground. So that's to say he's going to trade off punches with Justin Gaethje on the feet. But if Justin tries to do some wrestling, it's game over. It's game over because he'll be submitted. That, that's just the honest truth. So in a way, I feel robbed by this because I know that it will not be an easy fight for Tony. Under what no circumstances, it will not be an easy fight. He's going to get bruised. He's going to get hurt. So we're looking at a Tony Khabib fight eight months down the line. We're looking at a Tony Khabib 2021. And these guys should have been fighting now, here and now. But no, the Russian had to decide. The Dagestani had, had to, decided to run away. Okay, so okay. I feel they okay. should send Conor McGregor to Dagestan and drag this guy out there. And, you know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's 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 go too wild here. All right. No, but I think I agree with both of you um, in the sense that maybe the perception has been swayed because of the difference in. Gage's style um, as opposed to Habib and or what Tony Ferguson's mindset would be uh, with regards to fighting either one of these two guys. But do you think that this is the worst matchup for Tony Ferguson? Um, I don't think so. I, th- I think Tony should be able to take care of Gage Tunga? and to fight uh, Khabib in eight months, as Tunga says. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a good match, it's a good match, but I feel like Tony's management team, I think they probably pressed on for the interim title belt. I think they pressed on to that so that you know at least he gets hurt for something because it's not it's not easy fight. He could easily get knocked out by Justin Gage. He could easily get knocked out, right? But at the same time, I feel like Dana White had to put on something, and he did put on something that's that would be entertaining. But there's a lot of risk and and downside for Tony should he lose. But if he wins, he's gonna be battle scarred, battle scarred because I know Justin is gonna go in there hard, hard like a killer. God, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, that said, nobody has to lose than Tony. The only person who has anything to lose is Tony. Uh, mm-hmm, exactly. Nothing to lose. Dana White has nothing to lose. He's putting on an event which he wants to do. Um, Khabib has nothing to lose. Uh, nobody has anything to lose besides Tony and possibly the fans who want to see Tony versus Khabib. True, true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If, if I was his management, I would. If I was Tony's management, I would not have advised him to take this fight. He didn't have to take it. He could have said no, and uh, they would have put someone else there. But but it's, yeah. it's it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because I think one thing I, that that has attracted me to Tony as a fighter um, is how cerebral he is. He he's a man. He's a thinker. And I'm not saying other fighters don't think or don't have brains. But I, you know, I don't think anyone could have could could talk Tony out of this fight. Um, yeah, I especially agree. the fact that the night the night before uh, this event was supposed to be to be to, to be rung out. He actually went on a scale and showed everyone that he had made weight. And this was a couple of days after he knew the event was over. So he didn't take time off. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I think he, he thinks he's fight ready. I'm sure he believes he's going to 
and Gechi and you know um it's going to be interesting but I, I want to start with you Tunga you Temba started quite a bit but um how does Tony Ferguson win this fight in your mind I'm not saying is he going to win or not going uh, to win that the time to talk about that is going to come but how does he win this fight in your mind uh I see a submission I see a submission uh what you call it um a rear naked choke or some Das, uh, das what you call it? Uh, <laughs> he is the king of uh, das, yeah. So some form of submission, some form of submission. I don't see a knockout. I don't see a knockout. I see a form of su- submission. All right, Timber. And I don't even see Justin tapping out. I see Justin just fading. No, that's true. Justin, I don't think he'll tap out. That that that. I think that we can all agree to. Timber, what's your thoughts? How does Tony win this fight? Uh, before Timber starts, not to say there's anything bad in tapping because I, I think I, I sent some sarcasm from from uh, sports hype there. That Conor McGregor tap does not mean anything. And you're just saving your life. You know, it's, it happens. He, just, he didn't want to eat through a straw. Because that jaw lock was pretty tight. Uh, yeah. Timber, how but does Tony I... win this fight for you? It's a difficult one because I don't see Tony, I, I don't see Gaethje getting knocked out. I don't see him tapping. So, it, you know, that, that theory of Tunga is that maybe he, he gets submitted by passing out. It, it's plausible. But I think it could actually go to a decision, which, um, I mean, both these fighters don't regularly go to decisions. So that's quite an odd prediction. Mm-hmm. But uh, especially in five rounds, but I, I think it could. I think they'll beat the hell out of each other. And, but neither of them will give up. And they might get tired, but they'll go all five rounds. And it will be left in the judges' hands. Two interesting theories. Yeah. I think I came into this question with what I believed would, would happen. Um, but hearing both of you guys and both sides of the argument, I really think... Um, my, my my short of it is I, I really think that this short, this fight is not going to last five rounds. Uh, if Tony wins, I think Gaethje is going to be cut up so bad they're going to have to stop this. I I just that's that's just what I think based on the puzzle. Oh, the doctors you know, stop I, I really think he's going to be bruised, battered. Uh, he's already got a lot of scar tissue, especially on the bridge of his nose. I'm not sure if you guys have noticed, and I really think Tony is going to open him up. With, with with that, um, and and I think it's gonna be a stoppage, uh, just too much blood everywhere. Um, but I could be wrong. And how does Justin win this for you, Jens? Uh, Temper, you can start. <laughs> he doesn't win it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, B- bold one. <laughs> or maybe if, if I have to say have something, to. how he could win it, uh, uh, TKO knocks Tony down and ground and pounds him until the ref steps in. Interesting one, yeah, but we all know your initial idea. But thank you for that, Tunga. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I like I'm not a betting man. I'm not a betting man. But sometimes they they don't call me Mystic Tunga for nothing. They don't call me Mystic Tunga for nothing. Justin Gaethje could win by submission. Okay. All right. So if 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 I have hundred rands lying somewhere, I'd run to Hollywood bits. Uh, 
put my bet, Justin Gaethje wins by submission. And this is not a, a, a paid advertisement by Hollywood Bits. It's just me saying right. it out. I, I hear you. I, I think for me, it, it's, it's going to be um, Gaethje beating, uh, beating up Tony that bad. I think if he can bruise up that leg, the one Anthony Pettis tried to expose a little bit when Tony came back, because you do know, I'm sure we all know, Gaethje loves chopping at that front mm. leg. He loves chopping. If he can do that, slow Tony down a little bit and probably land that overhand right. So I think if Gaethje is to win it, he's knocking Tony down and going for a TKO, a referee stoppage, or knocking him out. But I, I don't think I don't see that happening. But that's that's not the question right now. Um, but okay, what what happens to what what happens to the to the division after the interim champ is crowned? We wait for the champion to fight someone. Uh, I, I think uh, if when Khabib eventually decides to come back, he he will have to, he'll have to have a warm up fight. I think with a with a number five ranked guy because. I think we don't. We shouldn't celebrate his his return. We should give him a low level fight. Probably some guy in number five. I'm I'm not too sure who number five is in the division, but someone up there. It's Dan and then, Hooker. yeah, Dan Hooker. Yeah, definitely. Just give him someone who has statistically a low chance of winning because. You don't want to kill, but at the same time, these are guys that are paid uh, that have their fights stipulated in contracts. So Dana might not want to just lose uh, what do you call it, uh, lose a fight which will not earn, which will not return any money. So you probably want Khabib to fight someone big so that he gets his money back. But I, I'll say, don't celebrate a coward. Don't celebrate a coward. Give him an. Um, um, a high, uh, uh, what do you call it? A lowly ranked fight with someone, no pay per view buys. He can literally be on fight pass. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way that's happening. Tim, are your thoughts? <laughs> the number two pound for pound fighter in the world on fight pass. Sure, no. Um, Dana's already said it. The winner of this fight fights Khabib next, so Khabib won't have a fight or uh, or anything like that, and then uh. I'll tell you who is the next, the other thing that could happen. Conor McGregor mm-hmm. will call out of this fight because that's what he does. He, he calls out people and, uh, he thinks, yeah, so he'll, he'll see the weaknesses in this fight, someone who's a bit roughed up, and then he'll call them out, hoping to get the title <laughs> shot afterwards. But do, do you think, okay, so basically, my, my, my mind is here. Do we get a unification <laughs> fight December 2020 if the world gets back to being normal? Or do we have Khabib Corner 2, September, October, and then unify the belts in 2021? Uh, if I could go first, no. I actually see that being much more plausible because I don't see... Which one? I, I guess two, coming two out options of, there. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the, the first option, I don't see a Khabib, Tony, or Justin Gaethje fight this year because these guys are going to destroy each other and they'll probably need eight months to recover. And eight months is already 2021. Okay. And if we're talking management from a management perspective and from a business perspective, if 
if anyone agrees to fight Khabib next, and Khabib has this long layoff where his body's recovering, he, he's not having fights, he's just training, that person who's coming into that fight to, 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 against the champion is, 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 is at a very great disadvantage. So I'll say Khabib versus Conor McGregor in September. Everyone gets a good paycheck in, Conor especially, and Khabib gets something in, and then from there, and then from there, we can have the unification bout in 2021. Okay, sounds sound, sound sensible. Uh, Timber? Um, yeah, I, I don't see that happening, though. Um, I agree. The fight, the fight for the unification of the belts will only be next year um, because there's just not enough time for the winner of this fight to recover. Um, and unless they somehow miraculously go through the fight with a first round knockout or submission or something. Um, so yeah, the unification fights will be next year, but I don't see Khabib fighting anybody until he fights the winner of this fight. Um, so everybody else will just have to wait and, and fight each other until that fight happens, which is only happening next year, which means Connor's next fight will be against, he has to choose Poirier or the loser of this fight or Dan Hooker or someone, um, or, or maybe someone in a different division. But uh, I don't see that, that Conor Khabib fight happening this year. Interesting thoughts there. Um, I want to switch up a little bit. Um, when I want to talk about Triple C. Do you gents like Henry Cejudo, yes or no? <laughs> yes, I like him. I think he's a polar, quite a polarizing figure. Uh, Tunga, your thoughts on Henry Cejudo? Do you like the man, yes or no? Uh Fine, fine. He drove. He didn't drive Johnson away. He didn't drive him away. Johnson realized, like, look, I'm the best of all time, the greatest of all time. Let me just leave the, this. Let me leave this this organization in the capable hands of Cerudo, and let me just go somewhere where I'm more appreciated. That aside, I feel like Dominic Cruz. Uh, sorry, Cerudo, Cerudo. I feel like Cerudo is. He's a he's an Olympian one. He's good. He's durable, and yeah, he's he's yeah he's he's he's. I I, I think he's he's got a claim to be the greatest of all time. Also in that divisions, in those divisions, you see, not triple C for nothing in those divisions. So yeah, he's he he's okay. Do you like the man? Okay. Yes or no? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I find him. I find him. A little irritating. He, you know, he makes my screen crawl. But I'm warming up to him um, as as the days go by, and as I see many more other fighters in the UFC give him props and respect. Um, I think I'm, I'm warming up to him. Um, do you just think that he's picking easier fights by looking at Dominic Cruz and Jose Aldo, for example, in his last two fights, whereas he could have gone for Peter Yan uh, or Sterling in that in, in that division? Uh, since I was already speaking, Timber, you allow me to go first? Yes, go for it. Uh, first and foremost, I I think uh, Seuda is not picking any, what do you call it, any easier fights. I feel like as a champion, he's out there to defend his legacy, to promote his, to make himself 
have the argument that he was the best of all time in his particular divisions. Is he holding up other divisions? Then fine. Yeah, that could be an argument to be made and it will be a plausible one. But when you're fighting Jose Aldo, one of the greatest of all time, right? one of until he was dethroned and humiliated by Conor McGregor, but you know, he's he's picking up dangerous fights which could probably derail him in if things go wrong. So I feel I think like he's being ambitious and the UFC is giving him enough leeway and rope should he either be successful or should he then use that rope to just, you know, choke himself out. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Interesting uh, analogy there. Temba? Um, uh, yeah, I don't think he's picking easy fights. Um, I think he's, he's more interested, he's very interested in his legacy and he wants big names. He wants, uh, you know, a hit list. Uh, Pit, Peter Jan, great fighter, um, and probably the most deserving of the title of the title shot next, but he's not a big name yet. And Cejudo just wants to, he wants at the end of the day, when we look at his record, we see, you know, all these Jose Aldo and uh, Cody Garbrand, eventually he'll get to him, uh, you know, big names. So I, it's, it, and it reminds me of uh, what uh, Adesanya did, you know, where he said, I want your Romero. Uh, everyone else is afraid to fight it. This is a big name. If I can knock him off, it's great for my legacy. He wants John Jones eventually. He says not yet, but eventually he wants John Jones. So I think, um, yeah, that they're kind of the same in that respect. But these are still tough fights because, um, um, you know, these are legends of the sport. And it, it's debatable whether fighting a legend in the later part of their career really counts. I mean, people who are beating Anderson Silva now, it's, can you really say, yeah, I beat Anderson Silva? Although you can, it's on your record, but can you brag about it, you know? So I don't think he's picking easy fights. I think he's just, uh, he's all about his legacy. No, I think, I think there's, a met, there's a method to, to his madness. Um... Are they easy fights? I don't think there's anything like an easy fight unless I'm stepping in the ring with John Jones, for example. Um, um, <laughs> but but my bite game is strong, so he probably has to come through uh, worrying about that. But that said, I, I really feel like Peter Jan Cejudo now would have made more sense uh, because Dominic Cruz would still be there, but I'm, I'm not here to judge. I think any fight, especially with Dominic Cruz and the reign of terror that he had in that division. Um, I, can't, I can't say it's an easy fight, but I understand the method to his madness, which you guys have also shown that you understand that it's all about a hit list. When he's done and sipping pina coladas uh, on the beach somewhere one day, he can just say, I bet this guy and this guy and just bring up a, wrong, a, a very long rap sheet. Um, but next question for me is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you about the Nganu Rodson strike fight? Ooh. Is that a ten, Tunga? <laughs> oh. oh, okay, okay. Uh, Timba, allow me to start. Allow me to start. Allow me to go first. Allow me to go first on this one. Oh, uh, Francis, uh, this fight, this fight, this fight. Uh, but he, oh, uh, okay. A word of caution. I'll give it a nine out of ten. Why? Because I'm afraid of one thing. We, we're taking it for granted that these fighters know how to 
fight in an empty arena. We're used to their performances in an adrenaline-pumped electric environment. Whether or not they can replicate this ferocity or that performance or that entertainment in an enclosed arena is one thing, right? That said, I would like to remind people of the Francis Ngannou and who's this guy? What's this other guy's name? Derek. Uh, De- uh, yeah, Derek. That fight was a ball. I was waiting. F- and the, the thing with these heavyweight fights is that you don't necessarily need to be entertained all three or five rounds because you know one punch, someone can go to sleep. That's how dangerous they are. So you're, you're waiting five minutes for that one punch. So I hope when they come in, Francis Ngannou should come in hot. If he's going to do the business in 10 seconds, let him do the business in 10 seconds. But if not, I want him to display ferocious fighting power. I want him to really swipe the flow with that uh, Jamaican-looking guy. Uh, He's South American, but I'll just put him as Jamaican. Uh, I I hope uh, Sportside can edit that out because... I'm not racist towards my South American brothers, but, you know, sometimes Africa has to prevail. <laughs> oh, go, go on. We're listening. Yeah. So, I think a 9 out of 10, and Francis Ngannou wins by vicious knockout. All right, Timber, how excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I completely agree with Tunga that the problem with heavyweight fights is that you can also get those stale ones where they are just, you know, walking around the ring, not doing anything for many minutes, maybe even a couple of rounds, and then eventually um, goes to a decision and it's a boring fight. Like the one. But um, I'm, I'm so excited to see Nganu uh yeah. so excited and uh after this he must get the title fight that's it there's there's no more there's nothing more he, he needs to do to prove himself he should be fighting for the title now in fact but unfortunately stipe and dc are holding that up so how excited am i nine out of ten as well very excited for it but cautious that a heavyweight fight where the fighters are cautious themselves could be a tad bit boring. You know, it's interesting that you guys are singling out that Derek Lewis uh, Garno fight. It was it was a snow fest. Um, the, the, the numbers don't speak well uh, at all. You know, I think Garno landed eleven of forty six strikes, and Derek Lewis landed twenty of fifty four. That's 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 just you know both fighters were under forty percent. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I'm, I'm you know. Am I excited? Yes. Um, am I optimistic that we're going to see fireworks? You know, when two people who've got one punch knockout power meet, there's a lot of caution that can be in there, especially with what Tunga's talking about, an empty arena. No one is singing your name. There's no oohs and ahs. You know, what, what's the mentality going to be like? Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting one to see. But yeah, you, you definitely want to see someone's lip get busted up uh, hashtag over <laughs> over him. I don't know why he's still fighting, but it's a, it's a topic for another day. <laughs> um, he's still a steroids <laughs> in his body. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really I'm really excited about this. But I'm gonna zone in a little bit on something that 
you both, you gentlemen, kind of spoke about about Stipe. For me, I'm thinking the win of this fight definitely needs to get Stipe before Komiya does. It has to happen. It has to happen. Komiya doesn't look motivated. He doesn't even speak about fighting um, anytime soon. I swear Komiya might be interested in John Jones at heavyweight more than he would be at the rematch with Stipe. I don't know what your, what your thoughts are there. Uh, Timber, you want to go first? Okay, yep. Um, I agree that, I mean, if the Jones thing... Nah, actually, he did say at one point that he's done with Jones. He's over Jones. But I agree that if a heavyweight bout came on the cards, that could be something he's interested in. He could uh, take. But Jones isn't interested in going to heavyweight yet, uh, especially not against Cormier. So I don't think that's the reason. From from what I've seen, it's Stipe who's the one delaying this fight. But but Stipe's got eye um, injury. He had he's got eye, eye injury, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So he's the one who's delaying this. And he was interviewed the other day, um, and he said there's no way he would take a fight, uh, any of these fights that are happening now, because um, it's just too short notice for him. So he's 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 busy. Um, uh, yeah, he's so a firefighter. He's community so there he's in Cleveland. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, he's not even training for a for a title fight. So I do think it's Stipe who's the one delaying. Um, and it it should. I think if Stipe is going to fight um, the winner of this fight, Cormier should. Yeah, he should look for another fight or just retire. He says he only wants Stipe, and then he's done. He's out of here. Interesting. Uh, Tunga, your thoughts? All right, first and foremost, Temper, you must respect the first responders. Steeper is a firefighter. If Steeper is a firefighter, we must respect our first responders. There are no fighters uh, he's not... during COVID. There's <laughs> 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 the doctors that we need right now. <laughs> Everyone's sitting at home. <laughs> All right, um, that's it. I, I feel like the way... Um, the way I see it, the way I see it, and the way I would like it to happen is Francis Ngannou deserves a shot at the title, right? So he has to win this fight with uh, Big Boy. He has to win this fight, right? And he must be able to fight Stipe by the end of this year, right? And the reason being is that Stipe, uh, who is this one? Francis Ngannou must be crowned the UFC heavyweight champion at the end of this year. So that when they make the Stipe and Daniel Cormier fight, we don't have a situation where DC wins and retires. We don't want uh, what you call it, this whole um, the, the same thing which happened with um, well, what's GSP. this Canadian guy? Uh, uh, GSP, where he comes in, he beats up um, the British guy. What's the British guy's name? This big, right? You hold up the division. You hold up the division, right? And you, you almost make you 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 devalue the, the the meaning of being champion, being a fighting champion. So I would say a steeper DC fight should be a non-title fight. And the only way it becomes a non-title fight is if Francis Ngannou wins. And now then going to the second part of this is also to have we, have to have, we also have to acknowledge that Stipe and the UFC are not on speaking in good eye-to-eye terms. It's 
it's, it's well documented that Stipe does not respect Dana and Dana does not respect Stipe and it's been it's been like that. Stipe is the only champion to have had the belt put around his waist by his coach and not Dana White, uh, apart from the BMF fight. But he's he, he, he's that guy. He doesn't, he doesn't like Dana and Dana doesn't like him. They're not going to be in good books. So Stipe knows that the Francis Ngannou fight is his dethronement. He knows that because the first time he had the good chin and Stipe or Francis Ngannou was taken into the deep waters. He floated, but the, you know, he floated, but the judges saw something else, right? I would say this time, this time, this time, the predator is going to make a kill. The firemen will not, will either burn, burn in the, in the house, <laughs> will not be able to go up the tree to get that cat. The firemen oh, will be retired. That's all I can oh, say. Oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with your logic where you say uh, if DC wins, um, I mean, uh, a DC and Stipe match without the belt uh, makes a lot of sense because DC is only really interested in beating Stipe to prove that his last loss wasn't really him. I don't think he's, he's as interested in the belt. If, if he beats Stipe and it's not for the belt, then he might decide, okay, now let me try and garner for the belt or whoever has it. But his main interest is just beating Stipe. So if that was for the belt or not for the belt, it doesn't matter. I agree with your logic that uh, it, it makes better sense for him to not win it and retire. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. But it's definitely Stipe holding it up. I've just read here he's saying that... Uh, you know, his state is closed. All the gyms are closed. There's no way he can train. He's told them, how can he, uh, he's not going to take a fight and not have a proper uh, fight camp, which, I mean, it's all valid and stuff, but look at all the guys fighting now, this weekend. They, they're making a plan. They, they've made alternative arrangements. Same with the guys who are going to fight on Wednesday and next week. And uh, so it, it's possible. If he really wanted to, he could do it. And it seems he's not interested. Uh, this is a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Um, I, I find one of the funniest things about this card, which I must say is a stack card, I don't know why anyone, none of us have mentioned that, um, is the fact that you have on the main card Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Qatar, a featherweight bout on the main card, right? And the last fight in the prelims is Anthony Pettis and Donald Cerrone. I, I, it's, okay, I know both of these fighters are coming off, are coming off losses, um, and they look like they are far from where they used to be. Uh, but take me through the thoughts behind that. Does this even make sense? It does. Uh, I can tell you Dana's logic because he, he has explained it, not on this card, okay. but on previous cards. A lot of people tune into ESPN and will watch the prelims because it's free. So they just flip to ESPN, watch the prelims. And then based on what they see on the prelims, these are maybe casual, like not, not MMA fans, maybe just people who are looking for some okay. sport to watch or something. Based on the prelims, they will decide whether or not to pay for the pay-per-view. So he's put on, so he likes to have the main event of the prelims be a big fight as well so that people can watch that and think, wow, this, I like this. Let me pay for the pay-per-view and now watch the main card. That's 
from the horse's mouth. <laughs> into Good the point. Horse, so. And Tunga, before you go, the funny thing is, I want to say shout out to DSTV for making a plan with this. Because imagine if we're not, if we didn't have DSTV, the pay per view for this week's card <laughs> yeah. is sixty five US dollars. That is a thousand two, a thousand two hundred fifteen rand and sixty eight cents. I love fighting. I don't think I was gonna pay a thousand two hundred fifteen rand <laughs> wow. and sixty eight cents. And, and we, got, if, if it wasn't for restrictions, we could have one person pay for it, and we all go. You, you know house. what I mean. And it will definitely have to be the single guy in the group because they ain't. My missus is yeah, not going to exactly. let anybody into our house at four AM to come and watch fighting, based on my bad behavior when um, Usman and Kobe Covington were were fighting. I spilled beer all over the place celebrating that win. But uh, that's oh, no. a you know this pay per view thing is very expensive, and it makes sense that you you you're pointing what Dana said. Uh, Tunga, do you see any sense in this? Oh, oh, I, I, I'd like to think this is a marketing strategy to begin with. It's a marketing strategy because you have nothing going on on TV. This is the one time to showcase what UFC is about, right? You've got two ultimate stand-up fighters that will knock each other's head off. Cowboy. The, you know, cowboy. Fan find the Conor McGregor fight. He was a bit shaken. Yeah, you know those shoulder, shoulder those shoulder blows are not they're, they're they're not easy to take. Trust me, I've I've given dished out one or two myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got Pettis, right? He's coming off a loss no, from Khabib, um, right? Did, who, who, no, he didn't. He fought Anthony Pettis, uh, Tony, and then he fought. He had another fight. That he lost badly. Um, the last fight I remember seeing him was Nate yes, Diaz. Yes, yes, it was Diaz, exactly, yeah. Nate Diaz, oh. But, but, but I, I think he has fought since then, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, he lost to Carlos oh. Ferreira. Okay. Okay. Uh, and before before that, that, he beat Stephen Thompson. So he lost to Diaz, beat Thompson at the air. Um, lost to Diaz August... No, he beat Sean Stephen Thompson March 2019, lost to Diaz August 2019, and then lost um, mm-hmm. this year in January to Carlos Ferreira. Mm. That's the bad loss I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, um, but he, he is he the witches guy, right? He's the witches guy. He was he was once the <laughs> yes, poster child, right? That's him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Point is, it's a marketing strategy. You you're showcasing to the world at a time when there's no entertainment, right? There's no entertain. There's no live sports, right? There's no live sports, and you're 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 presenting this UFC product with some of your almost I won't say elite fighters, but good quality fighters that you know will come up and deliver. And I'll, I'll say if the world is gonna see for free, Cowboy versus Pettis. They're probably gonna tune in for the main event, right? And in a way, I think it's a good way for Cowboy to get a W here, to get a win, you know, and retire. I think it's time for him to go. Yeah, but it's it's purely marketing, and the the the, the more stacked the card is, the more eyes you've got on the card, and the and more eyes means more dollars, and more dollars means more pay per view buys, and more pay per view buys means. Mm-hmm. 
more money for Conor McGregor. You know how the world goes. Okay, all right. So, do you think, um, for both of you, do you think there's anyone who would, if that uh, cowboy fight Mm -hmm. was on the main card, they would buy the pay-per-view, but since the cowboy fight is not on the main card, they're not going to buy it. I think it doesn't make any difference. But but yeah. I think with, with your logic and Dana White's logic, um, if that fight is good and if I wasn't sure about buying the pay-per-view based on what's there, I'm probably going to be so hyped that I want to continue watching, I guess. Um, and the fight that's after Cowboy and Pitts is something that I wanted to look at. Um, I, I'm not sure if you guys know I'm a huge NFL fan and I really get excited when uh, former NFL players go into the UFC. So what are your thoughts on Greg Hardy? I know he's a very controversial fighter from making rookie mistakes to just plainly not being liked by fans. Um, He doesn't resonate with a lot of fans, but I'm a fan of him. Um, Watched him playing for the Carolina Panthers and also in the UFC. What's your thoughts on him? Uh, Tunga, are you going to take this one first? Uh, I think we've lost him. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I didn't really know him before he came to MMA, uh, before he came to the UFC. Um, and uh, I remember watching his, his a fight of his and everybody was booing him. So I'm not sure what it is they don't like about it. Is it no, it's actually, I think he, he actually, or you know, the, the same thing that he did in that fight that you're talking about when he was wearing the blue trunks and he got disqualified for hitting the guy, uh, kneeing the guy who was on the ground. It happened in a couple of fights prior. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, that's uh, what I was okay. mentioning about rookie mistakes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, he seems like a nice guy. I liked, uh, I've seen him in a few interviews since then. Um, and he seems like a humble guy. So to me, I was, I was not so sure why are they doing him. Seems like a humble guy. I'm supporting. I don't really know his opponent. I know him, not his opponent. So uh, I'm supporting him. I hope he gets. Uh, I hope he gets a win and gets. Uh, seems like he's good for the sports mm-hmm. as well. He'll bring in some viewers, and maybe he can put a run together and start uh, fighting some big know, names. And is six and oh, but I also, I think I've seen his one fighter when he was fighting the Samoan dude, where he clips him on the jaw with the right, uh, with the right hand. Sorry? Uh, Mark Hunt. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Was that yeah. Mark Hunt? That Hunt knockout was pretty legit. He didn't catch him flush on the chin, but yeah, it's... it's, it's okay. Him. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I don't really know this guy well enough, but uh, Greg Hardy stands out for me. When I saw that, that matchup, Greg Hardy's name stood out. I've seen him in his last two fights. Tunga, are you back with us? Best. Yes, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, to be honest, I really don't know this Greg Hardy guy. I'm yet to see what what is all about, what he stands for, well, what it means to the what the sport means to him, and what he can contribute to the sport. So until then, I'm very skeptical and critical of the guy, and we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'm always out there to say I need to be. I'm drawn to a fighter by their performance what they bring to the table and what they take away from the table. That is what draws me. So this guy is simply standing in line. So I'll, I wait to see what he's going to do. But yeah, that's about it. 
I wish nah, not to speak okay, ill of yeah, a guy. He's, he's five and two, by the way. Uh, but, Just saying. Uh, but that said, Mark Hunt is a disrespected legend in UFC. I think they need to do something about that. Mark Hunt is a legend, and the UFC have, on many occasions, treated him okay, very bad. Right. No, no that's all I'll say. Uh, what fights should we should, should should make the next card? I know there's a one on that we'll see on Thursday, um, which is Wednesday stateside. But what what fights do we think we, we should make for we should make the next um, main event? No, no, not on you that card. That, that isn't that pretty much cut and dry? That, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, it's done. It's Anthony Smith. No, I mean, I mean like the card, the main event. Because um, I think that's like a fight night. So the main, next main two fifty. What? 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 You, yeah. Is it? It's pay per view. Okay. So uh, you mean so after 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 um, mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday or Thursday? It's that's Anthony Smith and Glover Teixeira. Then it's Alistair yes, Overeem yes, yes. and Walt Harris. And then uh so you're talking about the one after that because i don't think there's one set there is there are three fights yet. confirmed for june 21st um but all of them are basically the only thing that stands out is curtis blades versus uh, Volko, uh volkov but yeah i mean i mean around that time um uh. you know do you do you think by that time maybe okay. masvidal usman or masvidal mcgregor should make that what appeals to you for June 21. Um, okay. So what I've heard for uh, is that um, Tyron Woodley is supposed to main event soon. Uh, possibly that one. Um, I don't know who he's going to fight, though. I'd love to see him fight again. That would be good because he has been training. He called out Kobe uh, Covington recently but that just before the the castle event april one um masvidal yeah masvidal Usman, they must they must fight that's that's the only logical fight in the welterweight division for the belt masvidal Usman at the moment so let's let's hope that can happen and then maybe on the same card tyron can fight against someone and uh, see if he can get the winner later trunga any fight, any dreams you want to let us know? Let us know. Okay. I, I, I think the... I, I think after... I'd like to see more women fights right now. I, I feel like women are, are, are being put on the back burner right now. Uh, we need to see Amanda Nunes get, get some action. Uh, so... I feel like the women's division needs to be promoted a little bit more right now because now would also be a good time to show the world that, you know, the UFC has gone a long way in also promoting women uh, as equal fighters to men also. So I'd, I'd want to see the lioness <laughs> devour someone in the cage. She yeah. is fighting uh, in June. Oh, okay. They said she will fight in June. And I think that Rose should come back. I saw she just back. tweeted something, uh, sorry, on her Instagram. Back. She just posted a post on her uh, Instagram. Um, a bit cryptic, but I think she's also ready because the only reason why she couldn't she couldn't make this card was uh, bereavement in the family. So I don't think there's anything that should hold her back. But go on. 
Yeah. Uh, that said, that said, uh, Khabib should bring his ass back to the United States and get himself whooped, right? Or fight someone. Either way, either way. If it if it has to be Conor McGregor, then so be it. If it has to be Conor McGregor, then so be it. We want this division to move on. We want this division to move on. We want competition to be continuously being churned out. We want champions coming out. You know, things like that. So, yeah. And I feel like the heavyweight division is is, is doing quite well. It's doing quite well. It's doing quite well. Uh, all the fights that I would like to see are being are being are being made and being promoted. Likewise, uh, is John Jones in jail now? Because I think that's the other thing we need to we need to know is is the guy going to jail or not? No, I think because if he's not, he's he coming needs to up, get back into the cage. The the last chatter that I saw, um, he was just talking about every when everyone gets into the cage with him, they see a monster and Dominic Reyes then tweeted him back saying, I didn't see one and, you know, it's, it's, it's been going back and forth <laughs> since then. But let's see let's see how, how it goes. Um, so, based on the calendar that I'm looking at here, so we've got fights on the 10th of May, 14th of May, 17th of May, 21st of June and 28th of June. Hopefully things don't go bad, but yeah, it seems like happy days for, for us. Um, in closing, gents, Let's jump on to your picks. Um, I'm going to start from the last fight in the prelims. Okay. Um, so if you're going to pick and you feel like you want to say something, keep it to one line. All right. Uh, Cerrone Pettis, I'll go first. I've got Cerrone. I have nothing to say. Cerrone is a better fighter than Pettis. Timber? Same here. So okay. no one liner. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Um, then I think this one I might jump it, but I'll just say I'm going Greg Hardy um, to beat uh, DeCastro. Tunga, you said you don't know anything about him. You're not a betting man, so I guess you're not going to take a side there. You're not going to trust my judgment? Greg Hardy is legit. Yeah, no, no side there. No side there. <laughs> Simply because you played or you played him in in what do you call it? if um, NFL some okay, some season that doesn't make uh, him a good back. fighter for now. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen him. I, I saw him in his last two fights, but he lost both of them. Um, so uh, and then yeah, the other the Castro I can't remember ever seeing. Uh, I probably I did see him in that Mark Hunt fight, I'm sure, but he obviously didn't leave an impression on him. It's difficult to choose since Greg lost his last two fights. Uh, so I think, yeah, I'll stay He didn't lose his last two fights. Um, he lost to Volkov, who has fought 38 times. I don't know why they were giving someone who's fought six fights. Uh, but okay, that's fine. Then the last yeah. fight was a draw that was overturned. Um against him, I think, and then he became an un- in a no contest. Be- that's the one where he need the dude in the head. And then he won in July, um, the weekend after my birthday, that's why I remember it, versus Yuan uh, Adams, someone you guys probably don't know as well. Um, yeah, so that one, Which that one? was also overturned, if I remember, because he was using an inhaler in between rounds. Which one? disqualified him versus- uh, Volkov. His last fight. Uh, uh, just, I, I can't remember who it was, but his. That's why he, he sticks out for me. I can remember this clearly. He was sitting down, 
on the stool and he was using an inhaler for asthma or for whatever. And they eventually but, but disqualified the thing is, him for Do that. we blame the fighter for that? Who are his coaches? Honestly. <laughs> why did they do that he to lost. my guy though? <laughs> Performance enhances. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> Oh, and do you feel you would have because, us vouch, you got you'd vouch for such a bet? Have you never got better advice from an insurance salesman before in your life? <laughs> Sign here. This will save you in the case of a fire. And then when Steeper doesn't show up to your doorstep, Tunga, you learn the hard way that your TV was not covered for fire. Um, <laughs> uh, but okay, then the next part after that would be Stevens versus Qatar. Um, featherweight number Stevens is number seven in the featherweight. Uh, Qatar is number nine. Generally, when it's guys like this, I generally go with the guy with the lower ranking. I just feel like he's got more to prove. Not really well versed in how these guys do their business. The featherweight is not really one of the most exciting, unless it's the top three going at it, uh, or top four. But yeah, I think I'll just go with the guy ranked number nine and see how, where that takes me. You guys uh, acquainted to any one of these two fighters? Nope. Yep, uh, I do know them, and okay, I'll go so for Calvin Cater. Man, you always go with Pilani. Um, Ganu, Rosenstrike. I'm going Ganu. <laughs> I just think second round, knock him out with his left hand. Ganu for sure. Definitely listen Ganu. to Tunga for coming Africa. in. Tunga, give us your African speech. <laughs> Ganu first round ground and pound. It will be the first stoppage for ground and pound. It will be a ground and pound stoppage. Oh, uh, okay. So who do cruise? This is a tough one um, because Cruz hasn't fought in so long. But that didn't stop him the last time with, against uh, So we don't know what he can do anymore. It, it ages, age catches up with everyone. Um, so, who I would like to win, Dominic Cruz, fan of Cruz, uh, who I think will most likely win, Henry Cejudo. So, it's win-win. If Henry wins, my prediction's right. If Cruz wins, oh, okay, I'm all right. I thought you were going to say, if Henry wins, my prediction is right. If Cruz wins, my prediction, I was going to be like, why are you reading, why are you reading from the book of Zanupi? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Tunga, your go. <laughs> Uh, uh, first and foremost, Pilani, I, I am averse by your statement to try, try and introduce ZANU-PF into this equation, but then again, uh, that's it, that's it. Uh, I'm a sucker for, for what mm-hmm. you call it, for spoilers, for disappointments, for upsets, right? So I see myself supporting Dominic Cruz for the win here. I feel like no one should be out there trying to create a legacy by holding all the belts. Stick to but one he division. The flyweight belt, though. Be dominant in that division. He did. He vacated it. There's no flyweight champion. But still, I guess it yeah, still makes your it. point to say so why... you're holding up a division because he did. But he he did. I'm right, Timber, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. He he had to give that one up. Yeah. Well, give, giving up a belt devalues a belt. If someone gives up a belt, he's simply saying, you know what, it's not important. And I'm saying, at this time, in his, in his pursuit for absolute glory, I'd want an absent. And an absent in the form of Dominic Cruz for me is good. He's a veteran in the game. And I feel like, you know what, 
Dominic Cruz should do the business. So that's who you want to win. Who do you think will win if you're putting money on it? Dominic Cruz. Okay. If I was putting money on it, if I was putting money on it, okay, fair, <laughs> fine, triple C. On it. If I'm putting money on triple C, with, but yeah. I, I think if the odds are astronomical in favor of Cruz, I'm I'm putting money on Cruz to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to try and sneak it at the end. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all for Cruz winning it. I definitely want him to, and I believe he can win it. Uh, saying Sohudo will win is just. Who I think has a better chance, but I definitely think Cruz. Has I'm Sehudo, 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 all the way. Triple C. I think. Uh, I, I think. Um, I love Cruz. I love what what everything he brought. I really think it's a dangerous fight for for Sehudo, uh, but I just think he's the youth. His youth will carry him through in a way, and that pressure that he brings. I don't think Cruz is ready to deal with that. But yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. A very very good fight, um, but I'm going out go with Sehudo, and then the big one of the day, for me, Tony Alkukui. I know he was called El Coco. I don't know why, but El Kukui, uh Ferguson. I think he's <laughs> he's just unstoppable. I don't think anyone can beat him. I don't think Khabib can beat him. I, I don't think, and he's been saying he wants to fight well into his forties. He's 36 now, and he looks the cardio in that man is amazing. He's Maybe I love him a lot because he reminds me of John Jones. The creativity, the, sh- the elbows, the fighting in and out of the clinch, the, the good ground game, but never really wants to take it there. If you do, he punishes you for doing that. He's just a, he's, he's just a, a mythical creature in the MMA game, and I really want him to, to take this win. Jens? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, Temba, you can go first. Okay. Yeah. No, we, we, I think we all did say at the beginning that uh, Sahudo's, uh, Ferguson's got this one. Um, and I think not just uh, who we think will win, but I think everybody's rooting for Ferguson because we do want to see him fight Khabib. Um, so yeah, let's no. hope that that happens. And nothing, nothing against Gaethje. Uh, Gaethje, I hope he, after this, he uh, does make a comeback, gets another title run in future. I wish him all the best. But just for, for, for this one... But that's the same thing before you go, Tunga. I was actually looking at the division. If he doesn't get this win, a title run, he's going to have to do some miraculous stuff because, okay, um, there's Dan Hooker, who's ranked fifth. Uh, Gaethje's ranked fourth. Hooker was already calling out Gaethje, and there's still Poirier who's just sitting ranked second. So even if Poirier and, and Hooker are to fight, I, I know they've had a, a few Twitter spats here and there. If those two are to fight, and if Connor fights at, at welterweight, one of those two can actually still say, "Give me the win of uh, Khabib Tony." So it, it's I think that's why maybe you were saying that. Tony has the most to lose because if you don't get the title fight coming after this fight, you might have to wait a long, long time based on how stacked the division is. Mm. Yeah, the, the top five in particular, because I think from six down, it's. Um, I don't think anyone six down nah, is going to. Nah, Cerrone at six, Felder at seven, um, Charles Oliveira at eight, Isla Quinta. 
Yeah. Nine, Kevin Lee at ten. I think Kevin Lee no, must retire. No, Edson, Definitely Edson Barboza at eleven, <laughs> twelve. Uh, Diego Ferreira, uh, Gregor Gillespie, yeah. and uh, Islam Makachev. I don't know who he is. Alexander Hernandez. He's also okay, but nah, not championship material. Hmm. Yeah. So I think after the top five, there's there's no one else. But yeah, there are some well, great matchups between these top five. Yeah, on, or on, six, on, on a round robin basis. So, yeah, there are some good fights here. So I think uh, if uh, losing this fight for for Gaethje in particular, Tony, I don't know what he'll want next, but for Gaethje, two more fights, two more wins against the top five, and I guess could be so. back I guess up you could there for the title. Two fights is probably a whole year, though. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah but gen- <laughs> generally speaking, um, like one, two of the most active fighters are Cerrone and Adesanya, and they fight three times a year. So, for example, if Gaethje loses now, and if Khabib Tony is next year, so probably Gaethje means he probably will fight Dan Hooker or Poirier next year. And then probably have to wait for end of 2021 if Khabib Tony, um, if let's say if Khabib Tony is at the start of the year and Khabib Tony, if two, if the, if the second fight is not booked for the end of that year, then probably he gets it. But what's the chances that such a blockbuster fight, if it ever happens, won't get a rematch immediately? So it probably will be 2022. No, I'm saying uh, which one I'm saying gets if Tony rematch? Khabib fights Tony Khabib. Jan Feb 2021, to close them, a rematch might yes. be scheduled for the end of that year, 2021, for example. And Gaethje will still have to be waiting for his shot, which could come in 2022. Right. Now, if, if Tony Khabib fights Jan Feb, there's nothing stopping Gaethje from being on the True. same card or fighting around the same time, Jan Feb. Maybe against Hooker or Poirier, as you say. Then, if he does a good job there, um, maybe September or something, he can be fighting like September, October, whenever, if that rematch does happen, he could be fighting uh, on the uh, Connor or someone else. Uh, that will be his second fight. And then after that, the third fight could be the winner, mm-hmm. the next, whoever's the champ. It's not a long time. They might be 12 years to get a title shot. Oh, I guess so. I guess so. I think Tunga's back. Okay. I've, I've, I've been here all the time. I've been here all the time. I was listening. I was listening. Um, okay. Uh, you're asking for my predictions for yes, the Tony sir. Focus versus Justin Gaethje, right? All right. Uh, first and foremost, uh, must acknowledge that uh, El Kukui, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Ferguson, was trained by the Hall of Famer, illustrious Brock Lesnar in the in the tough enough final, tough enough uh, season. I'm not too sure which season it was, but Brock Lesnar was the coach. He inspired Tony Fergus to be the great fighter he is. Uh, we must acknowledge Brock Lesnar's involvement in Okokui's early part of his career. That said, uh, of course, Tony Fergus needs to win. 
He needs to win because we need this Khabib Tony fight. Uh, after that, I'm sure the division can. I, I think, in all fairness, I, I, I think if there was ever a time to introduce a Grand Prix, like the, uh, a similar Bellator or a Pride Grand Prix, you know, the, the ones they used to do in Pride, let them introduce that for, for the division. A Grand Prix where everyone goes in and we come out with either a number one contender to fight uh, the winner between Khabib and Tony. We need that because everyone needs to stay hot. Everyone needs to fight. And I feel like fighters right now, especially with this whole Corona lockdown, they, they're trying to, they're trying to get onto that. They're, they're trying to get on a roll. They, they, they want to start progressing. And the only way to get everyone have a fair opportunity is to make these tournament kind of fights. And I feel like in as much as that system or that kind of um, fight promotion is a bit outdated, spreads the money, uh, congests the money in and doesn't spread it around, I feel like it's fair enough for the fighters to come in into a tournament style and the winner gets the, uh, gets the title shot. So... Yeah, uh, that's my predictions for the future. But as for now, Tony wins, and Justin Gaethje. I'm sorry, it's it's just sometimes you're born in the wrong generation. It, it, it happens. You know, sometimes you just have to you just have to pray to the MMA gods that you're born in a different time. Like let's say you're born in John Jones' era. Well, what can you do? You could be the DC, but uh, it's tough. It's what mm-hmm. it is. Right. Thank you. Thank you for your. So, thank, thank you for for that walk down uh, the future and uh, down memory lane as well. Um, yeah, no, I think I think you thank you, James, for your time. Um, I really appreciate the thoughts. Any final any final thoughts on uh, on the card before I say goodbye to to y'all? Francis Sangano is a predator. He is going to kill Big Boy, ground and pound. Hmm. <laughs> Bold statement, <laughs> but uh, I hope it happens. I was about to say that I about Tunga statements. They make you. I'd love. Um, you, it's like you don't agree <laughs> with them when you're saying them, but you're like, oh yeah, but that's my position as well. It's just he just has a a, a different way, a different yeah. way of, uh, of of saying things. But yeah, no, I think we 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 need. I think I want more yeah. African champions in there. More African champions in there. Tunga, no no mention of your of the African champion. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I have a restraint order against his name. <laughs> So I'm unable to promote him because I'm not part of his management. Um, I but I wish him all the, the best. The, the, the 20 for 20 piece that we did with him, he did mention that um, he was actually supposed to fight um, on one of the late March, early April cards, uh, but Corona happened and that halted his, his debut. I'm not sure who he was supposed to fight. He didn't go as much as uh, disclosing that, but he did say that uh, as soon as the world comes right again, and as soon as he can pack a bag and uh, travel to the States, he's, he's good and ready. Okay. No, no, I think, I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, fighters need to understand that you, they have exposure is good for them. They need to be exposed. They need to be exposed. 
from a media pers- perspective, from a professional perspective, from a social perspective, they need to be exposed. And in a world where it's all about mass media, there's no such thing as bad publicity. And I feel like at some point in time, the EFC waterweight champion needs to acknowledge that there's no such thing as bad publicity. But publicity shouldn't come from your management. It should come Understood. from everywhere. Um, in closing, I wanted to just ask you, James, did anyone see the video just doing the rounds of Mike Tyson punching... Um, Did you see it, uh, Timber? Tunga, I can judge from your from your reaction that you did. I'll, I'll, send, I'll send I'll send it to you on WhatsApp. It's it's, no. it's scary. He's still he still got it. He still got it. Uh, Grandpa Mike still has it. Who did he knock out? No, no, it was just a pet. I think there's a hater here where I am who is saying that the only thing you'll ever be known for is biting someone's flesh off. But I, I will, I promise to school her once this, when I want, <laughs> as soon as I get off, I'll take her down memory lane, just show her how great Iron Mike was. He looks scary. He looks scary. Timber, I don't know how you haven't seen uh, Iron Mike. You see, not being on social uh, media is his drawbacks, Timber. <laughs> and there's actually a, a topic going around like would you take 10 million us to get those jabs in the face from iron mike and a lot of people that can use 10 million us were saying no way jose <laughs> <laughs> we'll be dead <laughs> uh, if, if i can say something robin givens ex-husband uh, uh, was a great fighter during his time uh, his recent form should not be taken as something that is professional because as George Foreman I think it's George Foreman I think is it George Foreman I think it's George Foreman who has recently come out saying Mike Tyson has no business training and even attempting to return to boxing the people that are probably encouraging him are trying to exploit him, and he it might be it might end up being being very tragic. And I think when our elder states, uh, elderly people in society, try to recreate those yesteryear moments, I think someone should be bold enough to tell them, "Grandpa, stay at home. It's now a new game out there. Your heart is not where it used to be. Your lungs." are not what they used to be. Your muscles have forgotten a lot of muscle memory. You know, I think someone should tell Robin but, but Givens. I heard something about a charity fight. I don't know how true that is. But, uh, but listen, maybe he wants to stand up for all the old people. You know, the old people have been getting a, have been getting a bad rap with everything uh, Corona. So he probably <laughs> wants to come out and show people that, hey, we, 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 we can still do things too. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fighting him. That's all I'm saying. Thank you so much for your time, James. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, we'd like to thank Sports Hype for hosting us. And Mr. Timber, always a pleasure. Same to you. Keep well. All right. guys. See you 6 a.m. Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah.